eternal life is not just something on a timeline. Eternal life is not something that's supposed to just start um, when the body dies. Um, people say, you know, where will you spend eternity? Or, or they'll say, you know, they enter into eternity. And there's, there's a, 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 you know, we know, we know what people mean. But if we really want to get this, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a truth here. There's a message here about eternal life, about God himself that goes beyond what we've seen about it. And, and, and uh, John chapter, uh, 1 John chapter 3.15 says that eternal life is not just something that's on a calendar, it's on a timeline, it's not just a length of time, that eternal life is that which abides in you. It's something you carry in you in Christ because he is eternal. He always was, he always is, and always will be. And when we come into Christ, that's when we enter into eternity. That's when we enter into eternal life. Ecclesiastes 3 says that God, listen to this, God has put eternity in our hearts. So there's this eternity or eternal life that came to be, that, 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 that's, that's, that we carry within us. In God, in the Holy Spirit, we carry this eternity or eternal life. Now, what, what does that mean? Well, the, the definition of eternal is past, present, future. It literally means perpetual or undiminishable. Undiminishable life. That's why it's not something you have to wait on until you lay the body down. I tell people, if you, if you plan on living forever, then start today. Because <laughs> you have eternal life. Now, live that eternal life. Live heaven today. And, and really what we try to do is we want to show people how easy this thing is. Um, in the spirit, the yoke is easy. The burden is light. In the flesh, it's hard. So I tell people, quit trying because by you trying, you'll never do it. But Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And when he said, seek ye first, he's not playing hide and seek with it. He's not, you know, it's not like if I said, um, you know, go seek an Easter egg out there on the back 40 somewhere. Well, then that's, that's going to be hard because you're going to have to go out there and look and find it. But if I, you know, have you ever seen the, like the uh, um, seek a word things where the, it's already in there. You're just, you're looking at it, but you just have to look for it. <laughs> or those 3D pictures, you know, and, and, and you're, 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 looking for, you're looking for the picture that's, that's in there. But you have to look at it. You can't, you're not going to find it by looking over there. You've got to look at what it is. <laughs> And, and so that's what Jesus said, because he said the kingdom is within you. He said the kingdom is near you. The kingdom is in your midst. The kingdom is at hand. So when he said seek the kingdom, he's not saying go out there on some long quest somewhere. Go climb a mountain and, 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 and find it. He said the kingdom is nigh. It's with you. It's at hand. It's within you. So what he's saying is, so look at it. Look at it. Look, inquire of the kingdom. And Paul called it walk in the spirit. Look at the Spirit. Incline your ear to His sayings. Put your attention where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father and you are right there risen with Him. So we're looking at something that's, 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 that's near. Romans 10. <laughs> we're both going to preach here, but I've got to lay this down here. Romans 10 says, says uh, you know, uh, the, the righteousness that come by faith. Quoting God from Deuteronomy, he said, this righteousness does not say who's going to go up high to bring it down. It doesn't say who's going to go deep. You know, we, there's, we, we, we go into services and they're like, well, we need to go higher in God. We need to go higher in God. You know, Jesus raised us up and put us in that place if we can see this thing. 
And so, so it doesn't say who's going to go up and bring it down. And it doesn't say who's going to go deep and bring it. He said, this word is not too mysterious for you. Did you get this? This word is not too mysterious. This is not a mystery for us to figure out. This is a, is a, was once a mystery that the Bible said is now revealed, shown to us in Christ, eternal life. Now, in um, Exodus 19... Beginning in verse 16, we see a story about God getting ready to come down on the mountains. This is where the Ten Commandments are given. He's telling Moses, be ready on the third day because I'm coming down. And he says, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet sounding long, he said, all the people shall come near the mountain. And it said in verse 16 that it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunderings and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain. And the sound of the trumpet was very loud so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet with God and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Now they heard a trumpet blast up there. It was God's trumpet. It wasn't a man blowing a horn up there. They heard a supernatural sound. God blowing a trumpet, a trumpet sound. And he said, and it sounded long. I bet you it sounded longer than how long one of us could blow a trumpet. And then, and then verse 19 down there, it says, And when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him by voice. Now, there's a miracle right here that I want to look at, and this shows us something about God. Any trumpet players here or horn blowers or anything, or maybe you've played the little plastic thing in school, whatever, is that whenever any of us blow a horn... Some of us can blow it longer than others, but the longer you blow that thing, it's going to start diminishing. <laughs> if you try to blow it just as long, if we were having a contest, everybody would... <laughs> but when God blew his trumpet, it got louder and louder and louder. <laughs> the longer it blew, the louder it got. And this is important because this is something that you can see all through the word of God, that God is undiminishable. The Bible says the day of the righteous burn brighter and brighter unto the full day. It doesn't dim. Um, we see um, uh, when Moses looked at the burning bush, what was, what was the thing? What was the amazing thing? It didn't diminish. It just kept burning because it's, we're looking at eternal life here. The sound doesn't diminish because, and it doesn't diminish within us. Because it's eternal. It never runs out. It doesn't have an end. The Bible says love, talking about perfect love, God's love, it never fails or it never comes to an end. And that's something about, about this eternal life in us, that what we have is an undiminishable life. It speaks of a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. It goes beyond the natural and reasonable because the natural and reasonable joy is wonderful, but it has a place of diminishing. Jesus said, I give you a peace not like the world does. It's a peace that passes all understanding. It goes beyond normal and reasonable because we can have peace, but it will diminish in certain situations. And, 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 I, and, and I like something that, you know, Judy's been sharing about the fruit of the Spirit and about the difference between the two. And, and, and there's the diminishable and the undiminishable. When I started studying the fruit of the Spirit, 
I really got my eyes open to the fact that every fruit of the spirit has a carnal similar similarity counterpart so, counterpart so there's love that any carnal person has and and you know they can be good and love their husbands love their wives but there's an end to it but when you look at the fruit of the spirit love, that love is undiminishable. That love does never have an end to it where God's like, all right, I've had it. You know, that's, that's it. That's the straw that broke the camel's back. So every fruit of the spirit, as I looked at it, it became really apparent to me that this is uh, like a never ending well of peace, of gentleness, of goodness. Like, it's something that we can tap into that will never have an end to it. Whereas um, before, I used to think I'm going to aspire to be loving, peaceful, graceful, you know, gra uh, grateful, faithful, good. And, and I'm going to try in my carnal might to be those mm. things. Well, that will never work. I, I was... Uh, working as a leader in a, a, a theater, it was a Christian theater company, and we traveled all over the country. And I was always wanting to be a leader for some reason, and they made me a leader. And I hated it because I'm in charge and all these people under me want to second guess everything I do and they would criticize what I do and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> awful. So I said, Lord, I want to love them, but I, I'm, I hate them. Like, you know, I'm, I'm mad at them, you know? but I want to love them because I know that's the right thing to do. And so I decided I'm going to read every passage about love, you know, and I'm going to try really hard to love them. And I prayed and I pleaded, you know, God, help me love them. And I, I couldn't do it. I just flat out failed. And it was a very actually discouraging time for me because I felt like I'm asking you, Lord, and, and of course you would want me to love them, so why aren't you helping me? And what that is, is it's checking with the carnal to see if God is actually working. I don't know if that makes sense to you, mm -hmm. but you're checking to say, I don't see it, so therefore you, it's not true. The truth is, it is there, and as you look on that, it'll come out in a surprising way. This is how it's always been for me. It's a surprise. I catch myself loving where I wouldn't have loved before. But whenever I'm looking for God to do it and I keep checking on him, it, you know, I seem to be able That's to good. prove him wrong, right? But it's a, it's a, a never-ending well that we yes. just sort of, it, I like what you said about gaze at that puzzle and, and you're gazing at it and, it and you sort of see it after a while. Like, that seems to be how I've uh, experienced it. Yeah, me too. So... When, last Sunday, when um, before church, I was sitting at the kitchen table at uh, Stacy and Linda's, and I had this awareness. It was sort of like that, where I was like, "Your life, Lord, is eternal, and it's undiminishable. If I put an apple on a table, over time, that apple is going to become rotten and disintegrate. But in your realm, in the kingdom, that apple never." deteriorates it actually gets more beautiful mm -hmm. and bigger and juicier you know it's it actually goes the other way and I got like all excited like I'm like that means like mm. my my skin doesn't have to deteriorate and even if it does even if on the outside it does it's 
in, in the spirit, it is not. It's, it's getting more life-like. It's getting mm -hmm. more life. It's the, you know, and, and the Bible said, even if the outward man perish, the inward is being renewed day by day because everything about God is undiminishable and increasing. Of the increase of his government, Isaiah said, and of peace, of the increase of peace, there will be no end. I like what you said about the apple. As soon as you said that, I thought of uh, the Bible example was a stick <laughs> that Aaron carried around. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And when God touched the thing, <laughs> the thing budded. It, brought, it, 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 it was alive. Because that's all that God is. He, is. he is all life. He's all absolute life, all absolute love. There's no darkness in him. There's no death in him. If you could, if you just look at the reality of God to this morning, look at the reality of him and his kingdom and what that means to you inside, what you'll see is you'll see one who is really eternal and has nothing less than that about him, nothing less than life. And so what we're looking at here, this is why you can live every day, because what we have is the spirit that Judy was talking about that brings forth fruit. It doesn't get rotten. See, what happens is there's a, there's a natural counterpart there's peace that Jesus gives, and there's natural human peace. Natural human peace comes when things are going pretty well. Then we, can then we can have peace. But it will diminish. Like the apple, it will corrupt, and it will ha finally have its straw that broke the camel's back. It will, something will happen, and that peace will never end. And so people keep searching for peace all their life. They've tasted a certain degree of peace, a natural human peace, and they want that, and they want that because we were made to live in it. And so, and so Jesus said, here's the good thing. He says, I just give it to you. My peace, I leave with you. I'm just going to give it to you. My life, my, which is eternal life, I came to give it to you. And so what we celebrate in Jesus is this, this thing. And this is how easy it is that we have that now. We don't have to, when we're talking about seeking the kingdom, he's not telling us, go get it. He's saying, look for it. Because everything else he said, the kingdom's within you. It's in your midst. It's at hand. It's near you. Paul said it's in your mouth and it's in your heart. Wow. Think of that. Because, it's, it's, because when we're seeking the kingdom, we're not talking about some spiritual quest where we've got to go out and look. He says, I give it to you. It's your father's good pleasure to give you this kingdom that is an eternal kingdom and it's undiminishable, Hebrews 12 says, it's a kingdom that cannot be shaken. There's all the things that got self-control. See, a lot of times in church, what we think is that we, is if, if we want to inspire self-control so people will live a, a goodly, godly example and good, clean, moral life and won't sin. But, and, and some people have more self-control than others. Some people can look a better game. What do you call it? There's, there's different kinds of flesh, yeah. right? What do you call it? USDA choice yeah. flesh. There's, there's, there's bad flesh and there's USDA choice flesh. There's some, some flesh is just bit better. Some flesh is just stronger. You know, some are just got more willpower. Everybody has some degree of self-control, but everybody will come to the end of it. At some point, you can only do so much in you. But God gave us the eternal that doesn't run out. Now think of this. Now, when you go, if, if you'll be crazy about this, and this is, this is one of the keys to my joy, I'm crazy. 
I see this kind of stuff and I just say, that's mine. <laughs> I wrap my arms around it and nothing going to pry it from me. I just say, I've got it. I've got eternal life. And what this does is when, is when I'm in a situation where peace or joy or, or self-control or any of those fruits of the Spirit, when, I'm in, when those, those things would, would look like they would run out and I feel like they're running out, I know what I'm doing, that I'm looking at it through wrong eyes and all I got to do is, like Judy said, access that which we always have with us. The eternal life is with us, the undiminishable life. So when you know that, you might, you might for, for a little bit get feelings that aren't right, but you don't have to live your days in it because you can always access this undiminishable life. You lose a loved one, that hurts. But there is an undiminishable life. There is a joy, there is a peace, there is a something that is so good to you that causes you to always be bigger than the situation. You alluded to how, how you know, I remember Jesus um, visiting that woman at the well. And what did he say? He said, if you drink my water, if you'd ask me, I'd give you living water. He said, and this is, he said, this living water would spring up from within you. You would have this always springing up unto everlasting life or eternal life. It would... <laughs> It would always be springing up. Lift up your eyes and see this thing. When you see that eternal life is not, is, is not something that's reserved for another day or another dispensation. But eternal life is right here. It changes your whole existence. You'll never have another bad day and you'll find yourself bigger than everything else. When, when I lost Teresa, you know, one, one what revelation I got in dealing with this whole thing is... You're glad that somebody's not hurting anymore. You're glad that they're, they're experiencing perfect life. But I got the realization, you know, almost like if she, could, if she would talk to me, she'd say, she'd say, she'd say she, she'd have said, Rick says, I know exactly what fullness of life is. It's better than anybody's ever preached. It's better than anybody dreamed. And, but this is not just for me. It's for you right now. You have this same thing right now. So we lift up our eyes. The veil is removed in Christ and we see this thing. Jesus said, know the truth. Believe the truth. The truth will make you free. Are y'all seeing this? Mm -hmm. Eternal life abides in us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was talking about the apple and it's the law of thermodynamics. You've heard that term before that it will rot. Well, we just saw the Avengers movie and I won't give it away. Bad guy wins. Yeah, it, it seems like the bad guy wins, right? But what happens is the, he, he believes that half the universe should be killed or should be eliminated. And what happens when they're eliminated is the person just crumbles and turns into dust. It's kind of a cool effect. But it's, it's, um, it, it sort of, um, it's missed. I don't know, you, can, you misunderstand, it's, uh, it's not misunderstanding, but, but anyway, you get the idea that it's over, but it's not, it's never over, and this is just part one, there's another part, right? And you think about that law of thermodynamics is you, you disintegrate into nothing. Well, I don't know Marvel characters that well, I don't know all the stories, but there has to be... Spider-Man's coming <laughs> back, you know that. He's coming back, <laughs> there's going to be a movie. But there has to be something in that universe that causes the crumbled disintegration to come back alive. It, it, there has to be, right? Jesus and, did it. And that's what, that's what Jesus <laughs> did. Is, you know, 
they, they never knew about heaven or hell. Like, Jesus, tell me how to get to heaven or tell me how to avoid hell. They, they weren't thinking like that. They were just thinking, how, how do I not disintegrate? How do I not just come to nothing? How do I have eternal life was said, the question. How do I have eternal life? And Jesus said, I come to bring that to you. I, I bring you the opposite of the law of thermodynamics. That's what you have in this carnal world. But I've come to bring you to a place where that doesn't have an effect on you. And it's a powerful, powerful thing. And I think it's funny that Marvel, it's a well done movie, even though it's kind of We see this stuff in all kinds, yeah. of, all kinds of things we watch. But, um, you know, and Paul, even, I mean, if you wonder how far this goes, if you think, yeah, it, okay, I can see that, Rick and Judy, um, but it only has certain applications in this life. It's over there is when we get all of it. Paul said, well, let me tell you a mystery. There's, there's a revelation he got. He didn't talk a whole lot about it, but once in a while it would come out. And at one place he says, behold, I show you a mystery. You know what? Not everybody's going to die. Not everybody's going to see corruption, but we will all be changed. Whether you go through the grave or not, everybody's going to be changed, but there are going to be some people that they just get changed. What's going on? Because eternal life's going on on the inside. If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he says, it'll quicken this body. So if there's eternal life, surely healing is working in your body right now. Surely fullness of joy and gladness of heart and victory is just happening in you because it's not diminishing, it's getting louder and louder inside you. And that's what you know, that's, that's, that's why you're growing in these things. And the good news is, is that if you're growing in the, these things and if you're seeing this, this more and more, no matter what the situations are, this world, it can go up and down, you can, you're gonna deal with certain things, but you're gonna navigate it with eternal life and, 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 your, and your, your, the, the inward is being renewed day by day and so what that means is, is inside your life, in your state of being, in your existence, in your experience, you have seen the weakest you've ever been. You have seen the worst that you've ever been because your day, the day of the righteous, is burning brighter and brighter. And because God's eternal, yeah. I rejoice because I think we're going to just keep increasing eternally. Mm -hmm. Now, that's exciting because I'm pretty happy right now. <laughs> Well, how crazy am I going to be in the days ahead? <laughs> when Jesus was on trial and um, Pilate was saying to him, you know, hey, I can, I can stop this for you. And Jesus said to him, but my kingdom is not of this world. He could do something like that because he saw something bigger than the carnal world. And that's the world he's giving for free, for, for his pleasure to us to to operate in and and you know a lot of times people look at this carnal to determine what's happening in the spiritual and i'll tell you all those disciples thought jesus gave in to the law of thermodynamics and he was dead they the bad guy won he won so so when you look at the carnal don't look at that to determine whether or not it's That's good. dead or if you know it's too big it's he came back to life. He came back um, and, and showed Mary Magdalene that that didn't happen. What you thought in the carnal was happening, that didn't really happen. But it seemed 
in their carnal eyes that that's what happened, but it wasn't. <clears throat> One last thought. <clears throat> when Judy and I were first getting to know each other, <clears throat> she, it came out that I said, my superpower is that I can see. I can see the good in everything and in everybody. It's just something I have noticed over time that I've grown into. And it's like, and she loved that. She jumped on that. And so we used to have this thing where we called ourselves superheroes. I'm fullness man. She's the beautiful grace girl. Beautiful grace. And because uh, she thinks grace is beautiful. And so we, we kind of would have these things and we would say, well, do we get to wear capes? You know, no mask. We don't want to cover ourselves, you know. But, but we would talk about that. And so one time she's, she, you know, while we're, we, we were talking long distance, she says, you know, some, I said, I had one of those days, it just seemed like my superpowers were all, oh, she said, seemed like I came on some kryptonite or something. Yeah. Like my superpowers just weren't there, you know, and so I knew she had a bad day. So I said, that's okay, beautiful grace girl. I said, all of our stories, we have some point that it looks like defeat somewhere in the middle, but we always win in the end. And that's the undiminishable life. So whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with right now, Things can look like a setback, but because of who we are, it's a setup, and we just keep going, right? Let's all stand up.